The Tales from the Jungle Cruise podcast is an oral history of the Jungle Cruise skippers who have worked at the Jungle Cruise attraction at the Disney parks from 1955 to today. It is not endorsed, affiliated, sanctioned, acknowledged, blessed, funded, or approved of by the Disney company. Any opinions expressed are the opinions of the hosts and guests and do not in any way represent the Disney company. This podcast is sponsored by Rigbert and Delancey, makers of fine spats and culottes. If you find yourself in a spat, it's probably our fault. It, that yeah, that would fall short of getting arrested, right? No. Yeah. I heard... Yeah, you it's know all what? a matter of if you get caught is the issue. It's really more... It's only criminal trespass if they see you trespassing. Yeah. But what I don't understand is, so it became tradition on your last day you jumped in the water. Yeah. How they weren't more prepared for it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, now it's at the point where if it's your last day and you're not a shining example of Disney mm-hmm. love... Yeah. Uh, you get sent they, to Lincoln. Yeah, they make sure you're not on Jungle. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, if, if you're, I mean, if you're like a me, for example, uh-huh. uh, I, I, you know, the last trip, you know, concept, I got two because I was there for two different two different uh, times. Uh, the second time they were, they put me on a day shift. They wanted to make sure I was not closing to pull any pranks at the yeah. end of it. So, I heard the, a story that they always told us, but the way you've talked about it ha- must not be true, that somebody shot a hippo, put a real cartridge in and oh, shot a hippo. Some- uh, is that and and it hit and it hit the the story they told us on uh, training day was that it hit the tank and it, and blew up the, uh, the compressor the compressor the, oh I hadn't ever heard that I I had actually or somebody's holding yeah, that back <laughs> no and I I've I've heard a story and look there's so many things that are you know uh, in our maturity and age we realize that stories get stretched yeah um, I I do have it told to me that a hippo did get around right in the forehead. Yeah. And it was before they had the, um, there's a crossbar in the middle of the the round to keep um, anyone from chambering an actual full That's count. what they yeah. added yeah, yeah, into yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. You're right, yeah. Um, but yeah, so there was, I think there was actually one round that actually got in and actually plugged a hippo. I I've never heard that it took, you know, that it got it a did any damage other than well, that? Well, yeah, other than like a cosmetic on the hippo. Yeah, but, um, I don't know. But yeah, no, and like, so I guess we should, you know, You've heard the show. You know how this works. Um, we're sitting today, uh, guys, Tales from the Jungle Cruise, episode God knows what. Like, I don't know. We're season five, episode 24 or something like that. We're coming up on six years. That's awesome. Um, uh, Skipper Fred Martin, you and I have had a, a long history of trying to make this happen, <laughs> which seems to be a theme as we get into our later years of the podcast is we finally have been able to to get the Larry Camels of the world to... Uh, to sit down, but you and I have, I think since the first season when Chris Lamberth was on the show with uh, Grandpa Choco, that, uh, that I think that's about the time. So this is a four-year coming. Yeah, uh, that's cool. So it's been a little, and uh, Jeff, I apologize, I didn't get your name. Jeff Bales. Jeff Bales, I, you know, I saw the drugs I did in the 60s. Um, (laughs) Love I love how that joke never lands. Yeah, it's, like, it's been like well, it's because because it's such a common thing. Hey, I know that this guy. Yeah, <laughs> you're not, you're, but you weren't in the sixties. You weren't born, born in the sixties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joke yeah. is being born in seventy one. People, yeah, wonder if I'm being a Benjamin Button at this point, or if I'm <laughs> if I found the anymore uh, a ponytail and gray in our goatees. People are uh, going to start to believe it. They believe you, you know, were around in the sixties. Yeah, and you know it's. Uh, 
it's tough because I mean I left in 08 and the hair of the ponytail was there the next day yeah and I think the goatee was not long after and now you know now that they allow facial hair I just I don't think if I went back I would shave it just to be a rebel yeah 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 I, I want to stand out I just I always thought that the, when they started letting them grow their beards it looked so Knott's Berry Farm to me I just could I I don't know. I yep. see it every once in a while. I go, okay, that guy pulls it off for it the was, most part. It's yeah. It, from if I had my druthers, if I was theme park one, yeah, I wouldn't have made that call. <laughs> uh, but and because the, the other thing is now you have to let the women uh, have mustaches and beards. Yeah, too. that's right. That's so right. I think it's it's a balance. Um, yeah, it's that's one of those things that I always thought was maybe stretching the magic a little bit. Yeah. Oh, you. you. I, I did. I liked having them tell yeah. me where my sideburns should be. Well, because <laughs> part of that was that you, you know, you had the this particularly the seventies and eighties. Uh, after Walt was gone, they they hired a lot of ex-military guys after Vietnam. Uh, uh. I mean, most of the upper management was was ex-marine. That was really? Don. So they were running <laughs> Don Chapman. Ever heard about Don Chapman? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We, I spent a number of three hours talking to Don. Yeah, he's, uh, he's still around. Like, Oh yeah, yeah, Don's up in uh, up in Kern. Because he'd spent the first two hours of every shift smoking in the boathouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yelling at you the rest. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. man, move uh, it up, no, guy. Don is still, uh, I actually I was there. Don had already moved on to somewhere else other than Jungle, but I was there when he, his retirement was there in '03. Oh, so cool. oh man, uh, yeah, around. Yeah, uh, I I went up to Kern and spent like three hours chatting with him and Lois and. Uh, uh, I need to re-edit the episode. It's, it's it's a little. I just haven't found the the four or five hours to go back and recut the episodes. Yeah. Uh, he's he's you know when you look at people from a generation ago oh, yeah. and they're just classic. And he was just stinking classic guy. Well, and on top of it, well you know he was a sheriff before. Uh, so I mean he came into it with highway patrolman glasses, you know, yeah. bolted oh, into his face. But, yeah. Uh, I, there is not a nicer guy that I've ever talked yeah. to. I mean, him and his wife are the sweetest, most generous, caring people. And uh, I could see how, you know, working with him would be, would be a different animal. You had to earn it with him. You had yeah, to earn it with yeah. him. He would yell. He would, I mean, he, you could hear him in the hippo pool yelling at you to move it up yeah, 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 yeah. if you needed yeah. to. And he had a voice. And yeah. well, I think I, would, you got, like, if you did earn it. You could tell he loved you. He was great, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, he, uh, I, I kind of, I feel because I'm a later generation, but I, I got to know them. I feel a little adopted, and it's nice. That's it, good. It, it took me, uh, up until, like, the end of my day with him, when he when he specifically told me I call him Chappie, that was when yeah. I knew that I won. When I, when I graduated from <laughs> Mr. Chapman or Don, went to you, Chappie, that You can was, call me that, Chappie. That was uh, that was a top notch day in my life of doing this. Well, let, let's establish a little uh, era of sure. time. Okay. Uh, when, when did you guys start with the mouse? I was there from four summers ninety through ninety four. Okay, and I got there summer eighty nine. Went through the winter, got trained on everything, and then took a break, and then came back in ninety. Mm-hmm. And then you then you were out in ninety. I was out at September of ninety. Okay, so you just had a couple of years. Yeah. Um, but good years. Good years. Uh, what was uh, what, what was what brought you to the job? Was it a summer job, or was there a, uh, a history of you enjoying the the park? What was it that drew you to the company? Well, to me, I was I grew up down the street, mm-hmm. so um, 
we at South and Sunkist uh, uh, was my church that mm-hmm. I grew up at, and it was really interesting growing up there at that time. I, I suppose it's the same now, but you didn't you didn't go to Disneyland all the time. Right. You didn't have you went maybe once a year. Uh, for some reason, nine dollars seemed expensive to your parents back then, so it wasn't that sort of commonplace to go, um, even for us. But when church would end on sun- Sunday nights, everybody would go out for like a a uh, um, hang out on the patio type of thing and the backfield fellowship. And uh, during that time, all of a sudden, you knew it was time to go home because all the kids would be running around playing tag and mm-hmm. and beating on each other while the parents talked. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, talk about which horrible uh, casserole was going to show up next week. And um, all of a sudden we'd hear the boom, 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 yeah. bouncing off the thing, uh, hearing the fireworks. And we knew it was time to go home. So the kids would do two things. We'd go, ah, because the parents would want to leave. But then we'd all get into this weird, there was only one spot where you could see the, the fireworks from. Mm-hmm. So everybody would get into this phalanx of bodies to watch the fireworks and that was kind of how we closed out Sunday well, it was cool because t- they could go over 10,000 feet back then yeah. before they lowered it <laughs> that's yeah. right you know the ordinance so so from that I had a big heart for it when I I went to high school up in Oregon and um, during a spring break a buddy of mine and I and I got to get you to do Lauren Hoskins have time with Lauren Hoskins because he's an incredible yeah, skipper down, let me know. and he uh, we went down to Disneyland and we we didn't have a video camera we didn't have a camera, but we had one of those little recording devices that businessmen used to take notes in the car. Mm-hmm. And we recorded our entire trip on audio tape. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I came back and listened to a hundred times was the Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. And so I took that tape and listened to it. We put You're it on... you a sad kid. I know. <laughs> this is my senior year and I'm listening to Jungle Cruise. What, what have I done with my life? Anyway, I, uh, so I had it memorized. This was at spring break. And then I, gra- I, I said, you know what, Mom, I, I don't want to go to college. I want to go down to Disneyland. For some reason, my parents let me do that. I, 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 no kidding, I took off the thing. It was the day that I graduated that I got in my station wagon and drove down yep. to California. And um, I went in and I said, I want to be on the Jungle Cruise. I know the spiel. And they, they looked around. It was like a three-person interview. And they go, all right, give this kid a, a Jungle Cruise thing. So I was stoked. It was what I wanted. It's I, what I got. I still, to this day, I if I had a time machine uh, I, I would tell myself to go back and do a gap year between high school and college yeah. I didn't know what I wanted to do in college and it wasted uh, an entire four year education yeah. I, I came out of it without a degree and I, mean, I just had no idea what I wanted to do yeah. and I, I always think if I could have gone and taken a year and just had life experience and I would have come out of it saying you know, I just want to do Jungle Cruise for the rest of my life. But other than that, yeah, yeah get, other than that, let's get a degree in something. But um, uh, Jeff, what about you? What was your? We just, just it seemed the right thing to do yeah, over the summer. Local. Everyone went there in high school. My best friend ended up in the kitchen, and I got the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. And I don't think he still forgives me. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully he got out of the kitchen. Where did you? I work? thought I wanted to sweep trash. I thought that seemed cool. Yeah. But yeah, once I got the Jungle Cruise, I'm like, this is, I guess, where I should be. Yeah. And that was like the place to be because I said, oh, you're in a special club. You're in the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Those guys have a little attitude and cocky, but you know, it's a close knit well, group. And that was still fraternity at that point. Yeah. yeah. That was that was before the girls came in and and uh, and took over the place. Yeah. It's funny that Sue B and all that stuff. I did. I I didn't get it. I, I could only see Clark Gable, or, or, or um, uh, you know, African Queen. Humphrey that's Ballard. all I could see. Right. Uh, that's all I could see for it. Yeah. Um, and it, when they first came in, and I started going to the park and going on the boats, I didn't think 
I, there were times when I was like, nah. But now it's like an entirely different mm-hmm. concept. I, like I, I was telling you before that I went to Florida and all of them were girls mm-hmm. and all of them were awesome. Oh, yeah. And so um, I take it all back. Yeah, I had the experience. <laughs> I, I'm like, she's better than me. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I think that's it's just the, like way better. Yeah, and I think that's the, uh, you know, the unfortunate you know truth of that time period. There were a lot of boys clubs. Yeah, it was a lot. There were a lot of things that were you know guys only, and yeah. it just took Darla to come in and uh, open up the treehouse for all of us uh, alfalfas and spankies to uh, and Froggy. Let's not forget. <laughs> that's froggy. right, Froggy. I think this is that is the first uh, Little Rascals reference that I have Excellent. ever made. That Way to go! Singular. <laughs> Way to go! First one that I've ever done. So, uh, not as good as our earlier yeah <laughs> references. I, I need to just keep the microphone on. So yeah. So uh, who'd you guys train with? Who was your? Do you remember your trainers? No idea. My, no idea. <laughs> mine was a guy named Jim Ogletree. Oh, have you heard that name? I've heard the name. Um, what's interesting is I was. When growing up, I had no self-image that I understood. That I knew. I was trying all kinds of things. I was trying the button up the shirt, wear a brooch or a bolo tie. I, I had no idea what it was. But when I got to the Jungle Cruise, they put me with this guy Jim Ogletree. He was like classic California good-looking guy. And I go, okay, that's what I want to be like. And so then you start to. I was skinny as a rail, so I couldn't uh, sort of live up to some of the guys who are you know sports guys. But anyway, it was it was pretty cool. That guy was classic, mm-hmm. and he. Uh, he didn't. He didn't really take a lot of. Uh, he was kind of trying to be his own Don Chapman. I think he didn't take a lot of uh, yeah. uh, fooling around. But he's a good guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's and that. You know, I, we've had this discussion uh, a lot actually because we've had a lot of people from that late '80s, early '90s. That was when everything changed for Disney. Well, and for media in general. But that was Disney Afternoon. Yeah. And that was Darkwing Duck and Marcy Little Mermaid and Little Mermaid had just come out. Um, and on top of that, you had the Disney stores opening up, yeah. And that was a seismic shift in how you know media culture got consumed, yeah. Because I remember going into a Dis- some of the Disney galleries, yeah. And oh my God, the Disney galleries were phenomenal. And so you know, you look at what the branding is today, not just for Disney, mm-hmm. but for for nearly anything, uh, you know, Universal or movies. Or, yeah. Uh, a lot of it is what came out of that that culture at the time yeah. well, you had all those collectors running around constantly I want to buy your name tag I want to buy this off you, you know, oh you got the 35th anniversary yeah. name tag let yeah. me buy that one yeah. off you and, and then they finally had a place to go where you could you could get stuff I worked at a um, when I moved back up to Portland I worked at a, uh, a Disney store up there and uh, yeah that's it was it was really neat to have something in our town mm-hmm. that you could access you couldn't access it otherwise yeah. The only way I got to go to Disneyland that one time for spring break was because they they gave away free tickets at McDonald's. Free tickets to Disneyland at McDonald's in 1989. That was how you... Well, that was pre-Little Mermaid. The attendance for the park was miserable. Mm-hmm. I mean, they still had 6 o'clock closes on some Yeah, days. yeah, yeah. I remember. I mean, it was, you know, 10 to 6, and now there's not a single day they're not open until midnight. No. Uh, I mean, it's it's back to that point where it's so saturated now that there's, there's no off-season. Yeah, it's brutal. I hope the other... Um, land the Star Wars land opens it up gives it a little more space maybe yeah. well, 14 acres is, is, this is a big space I think the problem they're going to run into is that they're going to have uh, 60,000 people in the park 
and the capacity for those two rides is going to be 40 yeah, yeah, yeah. a day and you're going to have a third of the people coming through that aren't going to be fulfilled yeah. yeah. but you know maybe they found a way to, to shoehorn you know a ridiculous an- another haunted mansion or another yeah because that's the level that they're going to need to be able to put people through this ride I mean it's it's going to be brutal uh, wow. But look, we, this is a great time because uh, as we're recording, it's not going to go up for a couple of weeks. But the uh, Jungle Cruise just reopened after a five-month hiatus. Yeah. Um, from some of the changes that we know of, and they're not confirmed officially, but uh, the, the boat's got all new PAs. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was brutal, those PAs. And they're auto-tuned. No, shut up. <laughs> you're kidding. If you're a soft talker, yeah. it'll bump your volume more. Ah. And if you are a loud talker, it will keep it from squelching the, uh, yeah. the PA. Are they bacteria resistant, though? Yeah. That was always the thing. You'd get the one guy who's like smoking in the break oh, yeah, room yeah, and yeah. come down, and you'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah, this yeah. is disgusting. It and looks like it's dripping with caramel. Wipe your shirt on it constantly the entire time. But yeah. Just put a plastic was... bag over it and just enjoy the... Is that what uh, you did? <laughs> That's against SOP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we always got in trouble because um, we would put a penny in the, the receiver to uh, make it so you didn't have to clamp down on the, the top. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the a... problem with that is is that it, it uh, long term will kill the PA because yeah, yeah. you're running air yeah, through it, all, through the it all the time. But, you know, from our side, when we're out there in 50 degree weather and we're clenching our. Yeah. We still have the claw. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's your hand knurls up into this hideous, grotesque, gargoyle claw. Yeah. And uh, even, I mean, Carpal Tunnel, after seven years of doing that, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was a, a nightmare on the body. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I I started doing, you know, Jungle when I was like 33-ish. Yeah. So I wish I could have done it when I was 18, because I yeah. at least would have had the stamina to not ruin my body quite as much. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you say that, like, the um, there's certain things that happened on that boat that were that physically changed you right so if you've ever if you've ever well, been on the open open sea oh, there, was that, there was that time I became a man yeah okay that, other that than that okay, yeah, uh, muscle memory is what I'm getting at yes. if you've ever been out on the water at like a, in the ocean you come back after two days and you you're feeling the, oh, the yeah. mobile home rock you know um, and uh, but I, I remember making that turn into the hippo pool and I had there was a there's a rock that happens as it takes as it sort of takes this little left before it takes a sharp right and you 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 would find yourself rocking the boat yourself and it was really interesting you could do that without even thinking about it is that i just i just rolled this body this boat on 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 my own yeah no that s curve is uh uh well and also that's the place where you know mandatorily you don't cut the throttle because you'll you'll derail the boat yeah 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 Uh, did you ever derail the boat I, I never had a derail on stage. Mm, um, a deadhead? No, I actually derailed the boat in boat storage. Oh, no. That, uh, it was, it <laughs> That's was, one of a kind. How? It was in the lines. It was within the right spot. And apparently I was just slightly off on where, uh, where the guides were. And, uh, when I, it was, and the funny thing is it's one of my last days of my, my first time around. Yeah. Uh, and famously I called the lead back and I was like, oh, man totally i lost my trainer status over this and it took him like 10 15 seconds he looks at me you're not a trainer yeah <laughs> um but yeah no i never never derail i had a lot of three shots and yeah had a four shot that was amazing uh, interesting wait what was the four, what shot? Was four shot medical, medical. oh yeah oh yeah. yeah i had a guy get stung by a bee um on the belt really and uh by the time we got him back to the dock he was you know uh, Eric Stoltz from Mask. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, he was he was ballooned up. It was a puff time, and uh, you know, but but to give it Rocky credit, Dennis, yeah, Rocky. Dennis. But from the, uh, you know, it took 
I don't know, maybe less than a minute and a half to get from the Velt with yeah, full throttle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the time we got there, they had medical on-site. That's had, awesome. Had an EpiPen You might save him. somebody's life. Uh, like, yeah. It's pretty bad. I might have also cost a few people their lives, so <laughs> karmically the balance works out in the long run. <laughs> did you get Did you get written up for that derail? Uh, no, because uh, we were able to put all. it back on without any... Oh, without me. Yeah. I I never understood the the getting in trouble for a derail when, like, my buddy my buddy Lauren will tell you that his his went out and the mechanic said, oh yeah, that was bamboo under the thing, that wasn't your fault. Yeah, but yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't have gotten uh, the only time you're supposed to get a safety on a derail is uh, coming out of the hippo pole. Well, yeah, there's a few like the the, the S curve and the C curve are the two spots that would be mandatory. Uh, but look, if you're if you're going through and you take that to Union and they'll yeah. Yeah, I got I got my ride up for dropping a kid in between the boats, and which is a nice thing that they're changing the dock so that you can't, so that the boat doesn't list away. Um, But we should be picking up a kid in the first place. No, I didn't know. (laughs) Well, I was going for elbows, and um, it happened so fast that I have I had no explanation for it. And I'm I kid you not, this is true as true. I looked after the whole thing happened. I'm like, what just happened? The the kid went down in the water. We got him up just as fast as he touched. Yep. He was in the boat and went on the cruise. It wasn't like it, but but everybody saw it. All the the lead saw it. Everybody saw it. And I look I'm like, I don't know how that happened. Well, I looked down on on the grip tape at the step and somebody's wrapper from a um, frozen banana was yep. sort of stuck, like laying over that thing. Mm-hmm. My only defense—I kid you not—I told the the um, suit that they slipped on a banana peel. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> and I, 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 that is in my record. I know, and, and I'm going. I know it sounds crazy, but I think that's what happened. So the uh, just to bring people up to speed, not only were the PAs replaced, uh, from what I'm told. It's the first time the jungle itself has had new speakers mm. since the 60s. Oh, that's great. And they actually went through and uh, brand new hardware mm-hmm. all the way through. They rewired it. Uh, I'm told that it was all digitally remastered, so it's it's the sound quality. Same sounds? Same sounds. A few things have been tweaked and enhanced, but it's not like there's no Jungle Book soundtrack running. That's next. One of my greatest oh. nightmares. I, I told everyone not to see that movie or... You know, go uh, go watch something else and sneak in uh, because yeah, I don't I give did, it money. Don't, don't give it money because they will. Some Disney suit's going to go. Hey, you know what's going to be a great idea? Let's put Baloo yeah. in the veldt. Yeah, what, Baloo why the hell would a bear be in, in the, the African veldt? He, he's never run that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, especially a grizzly. Yeah. Of all things, you know, so. yeah. I mean, look, it, it, you know, you'd have to just basically have the temple, the the Shriners temple. Yeah. Um, without, <laughs> with King Louis holding yeah, it up. King Louis holding it up. Let's stop before we give him any great ideas, like you know, share con on the top of the. Yeah. Uh, but let's just She's already there. She's her. already there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's pretty funny, man. Yeah, it's. Uh, Did you ever get right up, right up for anything else? Written up? I think I got. Oh, there was something else. It, it, it makes me think that it was something during parade, but I, but it was minor. Did you? I had, I had one safety on Indy. It was. Yeah. Uh, it was. Oh, I, I it, got it, it was, on thunder. It was, it was one of those things where basically the only reason I got it is because um, Ops One Theme Park One was in the tower when we were doing an evac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, that's vulnerable. So, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I shut down Big Thunder once um, by letting the trains get too close in the, in the station. Yeah, I, I, they yeah. said I got my signal. They said I got my light. 
I said I didn't get my light, and you know the yeah. mechanics went out. But you also yeah. stuck me and Ron Thibodeau on Thunder Mountain for five times yeah, yeah, in yeah, a row yeah, that and was let great. us off. <laughs> and I was really close. To, I was there, really is so, there is nothing more fun than letting your buddies keep going around on Thunder. <laughs> I mean, it, so, and, it seemed fun after the first two times. Yeah, that sucked. And then it sucked uh, at the, the right time of day. One of the things we used to do on Big Thunder that I just loved, adored. Mm-hmm. Well, this isn't the Big Thunder show, but... Oh, yeah. um, no, no, no. Honestly, we, it's, it's a whole... The whole thing is interesting. We, uh, after closing, we'd take one extra train, mm-hmm. and everybody would hop on. And the goal was after the third lift and drop is when it goes around that... Uh, there's a waterfall uh, next to the Bear River, mm-hmm. next to the bridge. And we'd everybody would lean out like un, we were we never used the lap bar on that one, and we would lean out as far as we could try to get a handful of that water. If you look, it's nearly impossible that you would think that somebody would have to be standing. And two guys, I remember, catching water with their yeah. hand, it's deadly. And then you have to pull yourself in before the cave. Yes, so you have to hope you have a friend next to you oh, to man. pull your arm. It, uh, we lived the adventure. Yeah. It was real for us. <laughs> It's amazing how how the illusion of how they put those things out there is crazy. Yeah. Because um, have you ever ridden space with the lights on? Yeah. Yeah, space with the lights mm-hmm. on. It looks like those rails are, are... In your face. Yeah, and they actually... It's really cool how they do the testing for that. They have this thing that sits around the sides of the vehicles that has, like, clothespins uh. that go out to certain lengths that are these supposed farthest points that yeah. you could yeah. reach. And then when they do the testing, they, they run that through. And if any of the clothespins get knocked off, they know that there's... Uh, oh, that's classic. So that's part of the part of the testing process for it. That seems so. very scientific. I thought they just put Shaq on there and said, go. Uh, <laughs> once again, stories I've told way too often. Uh, Shaq and Kobe, before DCA opened, yeah. uh, I had to tell Shaq that he could not ride the Maliboomer because he was too tall. Yeah. Then he proceeded to go over to the Orange Stinger and break the ride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he, uh, he was too heavy and it wasn't balanced correctly on the ride. And Shaq is the reason why there was a 200-pound weight limit on that ride. Oh, wow. Well, that's classic. I mean, if you're going to be known for something, I suppose it's yep. not going to be your free throws. He's, he's done well since then, you know, <laughs> uh, as a sheriff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what was, uh, you know, the training process when you came into it? You would already, you know, memorized the spiel. And uh, did they immediately tell you don't do any of those jokes? Or were you... Uh, no, I, you the did- guy was super SOP that I learned from, I mean, I, my trainer was this little recording device. Um, the, uh, and my, I was a goody two shoes. So my, my heart was to do it right. Yeah. But very, very quickly I started to learn that there's certain things you can get away with. Like the, uh, uh, um, the Debbie baboon, Pat baboon, mm-hmm. Vidal baboon. If you don't look good, we don't look good joke. Um, so I started catching on to those things. And so then, then being topical, because back then you didn't have to sound like you were from the 30s, being topical seemed to be the right thing to do. And, I, and nobody heard you. Once you left the dock, you could do whatever you want. Yeah. And, and they, it's still the same. They, well, not anymore. Now they can take you. People are doing this with their cameras, oh, shooting yeah. video, and you're yeah, busted. Uh, yeah, you, YouTube has, uh, has dramatically changed the landscape for all the performers at the park. Yeah. Yeah, no more fooling around. There was a story um, I remember uh, of Alice in Wonderland doing some sort of, um, on her last day, the Alice in Wonderland in the uh, mushroom in the electrical parade just before she went backstage at It's a Small World. Um, there, those aren't her real legs sitting on top of that mushroom. Mm-hmm. Um, she's standing up, and these are fake legs with a dress draped over them. And uh, she said, hey, kids, look at this, and spun around a full exorcist uh, action <laughs> while, her, while her legs stayed there. 
see some of these stories like they they that they sound so outrageous and some of them probably and then, are and then you work there for long enough to now go yeah the, yeah, yeah yeah I, there's so many legends that I've stopped I've stopped believing well, most of them well that's what we were, we were talking about now when you were there did people play tricks on you always be in the jungle when you'd be taking a boat around oh yeah, yeah. so that was always the best when you'd come around and you know yeah there'd be someone out riding the rhino or... riding the rhino yeehaw yeah, 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 just yeah, try yeah. to crack you up as much as possible that yeah. was always yeah there wasn't a lot of that I mean I, I after 2000 I mean after 9-11 there was a lot of stuff that, that just was not let to go for security mm-hmm. reasons for the most part, only leads and trainers could go out on into the, into the actual jungle. Mm. I mean, you had to be uh, either with a lead or a lead to get out there and and you know pick up a dead rat or whatever it was you had to do out in the. That was my favorite thing. One time, I got five rats, and that was kind of like my. <laughs> I've made it. I got five rats on one trip. <laughs> yeah, you, that... uh, we always call them Code Mickey's. <laughs> that was That's pretty great. Fun. I remember somebody set out uh, to mess with us skippers mm-hmm. um, went out in the skiff and as you're coming into the veldt there's a bunch of overgrowth on the left side everybody's paying attention to the right side yeah. of the boat and if you're facing your audience you're going to see the guys in the skiff and so there were guys mooning us and uh, uh, and trying to get attention and I'm like oh crud Stay, look over here there's a, a lion and baby lion and there we went out and threw stuff at the boat we were in the natives and jumping out I mean this I should have been with this guy he was like an Auburn football player massive guy took off our shirts had like little bamboo sticks and started throwing them at the boat. I don't know. I thought it was funny. That's great. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, you know, most people don't realize that we're not trying to entertain the guests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really we are trying. more entertaining ourselves is yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the point of it. Make it through. <laughs> it's um, it's kind of like any story of, of hearing adolescence uh, of any type where you kind of just wonder how so many people survived the era. Like, what, you know. <laughs> totally. Why no one, because the, the turntable the dancing natives are on one slip and someone's oh, leg yeah, is yeah, coming yeah. off. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it really is astounding that in 60 years, no one has been back there fucking around and lost a leg. Because that thing is like a, uh, a dead, food yeah. processor. And that's all you do every day is you try to, every day you're doing something that should have got you fired. Yes. Every single day. <laughs> I mean, you guys probably did. I love shooting. First, I always, I love shooting the bullets out of the gun mm-hmm. no. when you pop the We did that on hippos. Columbia. That was always my favorite because mm-hmm. it's like target practice and you yeah. hear it. You hear it hit the water. You hear it hit the, hit the hippo. Yeah. That was my goal to hit the hippo. And you could shoot out 20 feet because of the yeah yeah because of the fire. So yeah. that was always the good part. And I that gave kids. Fun. Did you give guys give kids the bullets? I, I would every once in a while. I yeah. did a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, because when I was there the first time, they were that was part of the, the era we don't talk about where there were no guns. The the time they were pulled out. Oh, really? Uh, but the second time I was there, my trainer... The era of which we do not speak. Yes. My, uh, my trainer did this amazing thing where she took a an armor hot dog uh-huh. you know uh, Oscar Mayer Frank and taped it to the side of the of the rail of the, of the boat and put the the muzzle of the gun up against the hot dog oh. to basically make a hell of a point which was you don't want your body anywhere close to this, this it's thing. not just making noise yeah so uh, we watched this hot dog become a mist yeah fine pink mist do not it's not a toy that 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 but the, the yeah. point you got was we can do cool things with this gun. Oh, I think the point I got was let's not pull a John Eric Hexum. Uh, what did he do? You remember Voyagers? The teeth. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Oh my gosh, he was playing uh, around with a blanket and put a piece of uh, metal through his head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, fool around. The, um, that that gun. Um, you remember the lanyard? I, was it called the Cardenas clip when 
you were there? I had heard that. It wasn't. It was. I lived with Cardenas, and uh, that was. Uh, I was surprised he was still around. If he, he got his gun stolen, uh-huh. and so then they got this little U clip <laughs> that has a screw thing on that you hook the gun to. It yep. used to be you just ran the lanyard through, right. uh, and could be ever, very easily taken off by, and which it happened by a guest who's got a, a skipper who's not paying attention and so then they put this little locking me- mechanism on it and that guy as far as for as we were concerned he got named he got something named for him like a window on main street he got the safety <laughs> thing the cardenas clip there's a there's a plank that we named after one of the skippers who went into the river mm. that was the memorial uh, plank i'm not going to go name why that'd be terrible yeah um, but, on purpose yeah. No, 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 no. Just tripped over a. There's a little uneven spot on the dock, huh. and he went into the water. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, the guns. Uh, did he? Did he get any? Any? I know he got in big maybe? trouble, but he was still there, and he ended up being a lead. Yeah, I mean, and I, named a, and they got named after. And him. he got named after. Him. <laughs> it was an honor. I mean, it's kind of like you know the the Ron Dominguez. Uh, did he get Dominguez, Dominguez switch? switch? Yeah, you want yeah. something named after you? Yeah, just something not negative. So Wait, why was it the wrong Dominguez switch? Oh well, he he's the one who thought of it. That's what I re- yeah. understood. It was, Ron, okay, it yeah. was the Dominguez switch, and he's the one who's like, "Guys, we gotta have a switch back here where we can control it and see it." And so they went, they put it in. Cool. Well, because you also had the Dominguez tree, because Ron was, you know, the oh the the, the home the, yeah the the um, the people who had the orange orchard from before mm-hmm. basically guaranteed that their kid would have a job for life. Yeah. Uh, even if he Dominguez was a family owned the orange orchard. Even if he was a slouch, but he turned out to be a pretty cool guy. Yeah, yeah and there's actually still a tree, an original tree that's right there. Uh, that's a date palm. I think it's a date palm. Mm-hmm. That's right there in jungle. That's from the that was there during the original uh, orange fields. Yeah. Oh wow! So and they should have put. Do you know about that little guy, the little man? The little man in the tree. Yeah, they should have should have had him live in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The little man in the tree. By the way, this I'm not going to go into the details of this. If you want to know the story, Google it. Yeah. There was a little golden book, uh, you know, with this little leprechaun guy who who lived in a tree trunk that was outside of Jungle Cruise, and uh, I just have nightmares with them rebooting everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get a gritty man in the tree reboot, <laughs> uh, where you know it's like Slender Man at Disney. Yes. You know, the little. Man in the tree is coming for you. Yeah, all handheld cameras and everything. Uh, yeah, that's great. Blair Witch with the. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the, uh, as we sorry, just checking to see where we're at in this. Um, so at, as you're doing the job and enjoying the, we train you were trained at Thunder. Yeah, I was trained at Thunder. I was trained. Did you have any other rides? Just jungle. Just jungle. Oh, great control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I turned down Thunder more times than I. Did. Oh really? Yeah, I knew it would be like death of safety for me and then I go to India and get a safety so. yeah I thought I to me my whole growing up as a kid I think this is for almost every boy is you want to be a lion tamer you want to be a cowboy you want to be a pirate right all these things you want to be I got trained on Big Thunder I'm trained on the jungle I'm trained on Columbia um, I was in Tiki and you know I, hey, did I, you, work, you worked Columbia with Lambert I did uh, yeah. uh, oftentimes it was a guy named Charles uh Alan Banta, there was all these guys that oh, you know Alan. you you could do really really well in uh, in doing that banter. I love the banter. Yeah, it still is to this day. I think the Columbia is the only thing at, at the parks I have not done, and I've kind of left it. It was like the Golden Spire on top yeah, of Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can always say there's at least one thing I haven't done at Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's just, you've never wrote it. I've never written. Oh, class! And it's it's really just quite honestly because all the times that I've been there, it's not been operating. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, I think that's the only thing that I've not done at some point at the park. Wow. Just, no. 
random thing. Well, no, that's good. That's good. Keep something clear. I have a yeah. friend at work who, uh, hi, Christy, she uh, <laughs> she has never eaten an orange. Oh. And she, we, uh, not because she doesn't like them, because at some point she realized she hadn't, so she decided, hey, that'll that's be my thing. one thing. I mean, my one thing. Columbia was so much fun to work because you could, when you got on the backside, if it was deadhead. I have to follow up on the orange thing. Yeah, hit me. I know. Had she had orange juice? Uh, She said she's had orange juice, but that wasn't the big deal. But not a physical orange. Yeah. She she is grapefruit. The, I mean, other citrus. Yeah, I I I would have to ask her. She doesn't have scurvy. Not that I know. She she is the the most interesting person. She's like a rare bird. Yes. And uh, she is, for real, the type of person who would not eat an orange just because she wanted to be able to say she had. Okay, well, let's go. Cool. Uh, let's go back to Disney now. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we put put our lives on the line on the Columbia swinging on the ropes yeah. and things like yeah. that. It's amazing that you get to do this. Yes, it's it's. I think that the best part of working at Disney is endangering your own life. <laughs> I think we've established that as a as when Walt was was thinking about having a place you know, that families can be safe. Yeah, employees were not part of that equation. Yeah, no. <laughs> If I look at all these beautiful things, and then let's let's let teenagers run free to to run the thing. Yeah, uh, I remember riding on top of the Jungle Cruise once, and I just put it on slow, and I just did the entire thing on top. It was like a grad school night, and they didn't want me involved. Yeah, and I'm like, I'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I'll see you guys when we get back. To the stars for a while. You know that cast members was not, cool. a, was not a term until the late '60s. Oh, really? They were they were Disneylandians. Mm. Landians. The Disneylandians. That's they. That that was the thing. It was because that was you know part of a whole world, your yeah. entity. Well, that's interesting because so, you they, the way they indoctrinate you is to yeah. build, believe that that was Walt's big deal and you're on yeah, stage. It was actually him. yeah, and that that was that's what they come. But it was not until the '60s that they started using that terminology. Yeah. Uh, going back to that, we were talking uh, briefly before we we started this up about um, the the script content back in the '50s. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, your your comment, Jeff, was that you thought the jokes were there since day one. Yeah. Uh, the the long term perception has always been that the jokes didn't start until the sixties. Mm. That at the very start of the ride, it was a nature trip, and it mm-hmm. wasn't um, that it was a totally dry ride. The the and that's been heavily no alcohol served at all. No alcohol. But that's not the kind of dry ride I was talking about. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> no jokes. I guess. Although I will say that knowing teenagers, there probably were a few dry <laughs> rides that happened on that. Uh, on the trip, but no, I, a lot of people have basically, you know, legendarily said mm-hmm. that it was this nature ride. There was no humor allowed, yeah. and um, that over time it transitioned and became this thing. We talked to one of the guys who was there from day one, mm-hmm. uh, who worked there on the day the park mm-hmm. opened, and said they didn't discourage it. They just didn't. They were just like, okay, you're out there in the boat assault. You know, you can be entertaining, yeah. or if you have, you know, one little, like, turn of phrase you want to use, you can do that. Yeah. It just wasn't a stand-up comedy routine. The yeah. jokes were more subtle, which I I still, to this day, think those are the best skippers. Uh, if, if it feels like you're telling a joke, it's not as good as if you're saying something funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jerry York said to me, very famously, I uh, said, Kyle, there are two kinds of Jungle Cruise skippers. There are skippers who are funny... And skippers who can tell a joke. 
and you are neither of those. <laughs> so, well, you did pretty good on that one. <laughs> I, I was at least in a category of my own. So that's great. No, I, I think back then Jerry wasn't even a lead, but he was he was trajectory to be yeah. one. Was and, he like the old timer guy who was there forever? And he kept telling me he could make so much because he was before the union <laughs> stopped, no. and he was making like well, there's one guy there who's making I forget how much, probably like six or seven times more than I was an hour just because he would grandfathered in and he started before oh, the union possible. made the rule yeah, and I Jerry's forgot he's doing the exact Jerry, same job Jerry's our age oh, okay uh, uh, he just I mean he was there I know he was there when Star Tours launched in 80 Five-ish, uh-huh. but he just had. His but that 20- was before the contract change. Yeah, contract change in the late, late '80s. Yeah, well, he just had his 25th anniversary. So, oh, okay, yeah, wow. Yeah, that's about that that that's time. Exactly he, he ended up. He's in that Disney uh, in that uh, day at Disneyland video. Yep. Him and Cardenas of all people, mm-hmm. actually, if you look. Yep. Look close. <laughs> and he was allowed to shoot the gun, even. Crazy. Well, uh, the thing that keeps on coming back out of the 35th is the Tony Danza video. Oh, yep, yep. Because uh, the, there's the two people who, uh, you know, they had Max Fleischer from Roger Rabbit. Charles was, Fleischer, Charles yeah. Fleischer. Sorry, Charles Fleischer. Max Fleischer was the, the ca- uh, animator. The animator. Uh, Charles <laughs> Fleischer, who did the uh, the voice for Roger Rabbit as and a skipper. And he's an old Matt Crotter. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I still, you know, I talked to so many skips who are resentful. I was, about, I was. About how he portrayed the role. Yeah. Uh, because he he really I think that that portrayal was part of what made people feel like it was okay to be a stand-up comedian on the uh, ride. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that it, it took it from and it was before my time, but as I talked to mm-hmm. generations and generations before, everyone says that was actually a changing point. Where you know, twenty-five years ago, that was when people started, you know, being a, a Robin Williams on the ride, yeah, or, yeah. You know, trying to be a nutty and crazy, yeah, and nutty and, and crazy, over the top, and it it you know rather than having it be peppered with jokes it was you know 10 minutes of rapid fire material so yeah yeah that it, it ticked me it. off that he he i think what we were talking about then i think i remember being like why isn't it one of us why couldn't it have been one of us somebody yeah. should get a chance and then they bring in uh, somebody I, I mean even back then i don't think anybody knew who he was except for roger rabbit See, and i feel i feel the same way about today sam kinison now that would have been funny that <laughs> My God, I, w- I would pay nearly any amount of money to have seen a Sam Skipper video. Um, no, but even today, I feel really kind of jaded that instead of choosing me, they picked um, Dwayne Johnson as, as the new lead for the, the Netflix movie. What does is, what is The Rock have that I don't? Yeah, yeah, really seriously. Uh, well, really, really nice guy. We've been we've been bombarding his Twitter with... Uh, Come on. With, uh, oh, yeah, he's got... Hey, as you're doing research for this role, make sure you check out our podcast because yeah. we're the... Uh, we're the uh, record of note for uh, Jungle Cruise history, so yeah. Seriously, I'm glad you're doing it, man, because yeah. we we get to like look back. Not just that; I mean, the the memories that come back just listening to your podcast is pretty classic. Um, I'm always thinking, oh, I'm the only one who had that memory. Oh, there's no. there's yeah. there's 150 other people. I, I am doing my damnedest to have you not be special. Is really what this is all about. <laughs> <laughs>